I promise there's no bands playing across the hall tonight. <laughs> oh, don't worry. We're going to mention that. That made me laugh so hard. Well, that's how you learn about the new podcast. Oh, it's because it's you came in and asked. That's exactly what That is exactly how. Oh, my God. Is that really how you found out? Yeah, because my band was rehearsing across the hall that one night. And he came and he's like, can you guys keep it down a little bit? And I was like... What? He's like, we're recording a podcast. Oh, like, no, no, no. I, all something I, like that? No, I just closed the door. You had the door open. So oh, like, did yeah, we? Yeah, I'm going to close the door. Okay, yeah. Right. Something, something like that, but I was oh, like, the fuck? the fuck? Wait. Are you the one that came in here? Oh, no, is that someone there else? there was another gentleman, but it was one of the guys that was with you. Oh, no, no, no. Because we had a, we also had a guitar case in here, and somebody left it, came back <laughs> Oh, in the, in the episode? That was the fucking weirdest episode we've had, just with, like interaction from outside people it was so funny how far do you want me away from the mic is this good a little closer that's perfect cool it doesn't i mean it, it all in the end the only one that really matters about distance is me because ten, i tend to scream and yell <laughs> uh he gets same. excited i get too loud i can, I'm a, I can be a loud talker oh here we go then yeah when when, when, when we get into stuff challenge fucking accepted challenge extended <laughs> Am I going to have to, like, ride the volume levels this whole episode? <laughs> You're like, all right, we're hitting one decibel, but uh, Johnny's peaking right now, so can you do one of these, like, keep down? Oh, oh, no, Johnny already peaked. <laughs> Did I already? <laughs> oh. Oh, I get offended. it. <laughs> Are we recording right now? We've been recording, dog. That's the, what we The whole do. time? Yes, the whole time. Since I left to go to the bathroom. Oh, man. So any shit that you so talk, shit that any shit, I'm going to hear it. I talk so much shit about you. <laughs> Oof, what's that? Uh, you own 44. No, not the 44. Uh, uh, Caleb's oh, like, you brought the 44? You brought a $200 bottle. I was going to say, I really want that, but no, it's just a reposado. Is it tequila? Yeah. I started writing a new song about tequila. We don't have to talk about it. We, we can. We, we will. I, I <laughs> do <laughs> love tequila. Here. Koozie. Koozie. Oh, fuck yeah. Dude, these are sick koozies. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, speaking of. Later. We've all re- we've all peaked already. <laughs> <laughs> Naturally. I think we're going to be a loud one. I, <laughs> this might be a loud one. We're, we're pouring. T- <laughs> do you always pour tequila you? shots beforehand? Say what? Oh, yeah. We always start with a tequila shot. Uh, let me see. Oh. So yeah, today it was. Uh, it was. Woo! Luna's birthday today, and I spoiled her rotten. Wouldn't dogs have a birthday seven times a year? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Come on, Johnny. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> then it wasn't Luna's birthday. I've wasted a whole day. People talk about the bullshit. Like, this is my birthday month, and I'm like, fuck off. It's like you get one day. You don't yeah. get to one celebrate. See, you don't get to celebrate for four weeks. The thing is, though, I, I will say it like I'm okay with it. I'm all. I need one day, but man, am I fucking annoying on that day? I'm like walking around. That's I am me. the goddamn king. That's me. Yeah, I, I had that. my birthday a week ago. Oh, congratulations! Happy birthday! Happy birthday. Hit, hit the big congratulations! <laughs> you made it another year without dying. Congratulations! <laughs> so yeah. if you're talking about peaking, hopefully it comes next year when I hit 27 and I can just enter that 27 club and be just. Kurt Dude. Cobain, Amy Winehouse, Jimi oh, Hendrix, yep. all these other fuckers that died in 27. 27, yep. <laughs> so if I gotta die young, let me let me get See, it at I'm, least one year more. I am 27. I'm about to be 28. I got a little bit left to live. But 
I think that's great. You're like a little bit. Because uh, I obviously am, am so talented and amazing that I'm clearly going to die at the same age as all You're these like, other people. This is as good as it gets. <laughs> Just don't go in Podcast a, in with a plane. A, with a very moderate amount of listeners is the most I get. <laughs> with a moderate amount. All all right, let's take a shot. Let's do this. Hit it. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Salud. What's well, not gonna go on? You're, the music. I was hoping to have the intro music. Oh, it psyched me up that you, one you time. You think I have I it really perfectly? T- I know exactly how long we're gonna talk in the beginning. Yes. You always time it out perfectly <laughs> to exactly. a T. You know exactly you're how like, many things done. Johnny's gonna I was say. Like, I, I sense this is gonna take a little longer today. <laughs> <laughs> I should have it Perfect. on my phone ready and then just like play it and be like, yeah. <laughs> well, I guess I could. No, I'm starting. <laughs> And welcome, everybody, to another episode of Music in Brews. My name is Johnny Verican, and I am your host. Oh, oh whoa. <laughs> so I'm stopping midway through. <laughs> so Brian, uh, well, speaking of, you I have my co-host, what? Brian Michael. Hey, I like to interrupt Johnny. He d- with things that nobody is hearing, or throw <laughs> that in there. It would be really funny. If you did no one that. will hear that. It's fascinating. You should just add it in. It's so Brian, start. Brian played like a, a portion of the intro music just right when I was talking. <laughs> uh, and today we have another uh, interview. Oh my god, my guest. Brain. Guest, another interview. I wanted to say a guest Person? of you. All right, <laughs> a guest of you. A guest of you. I like it. <laughs> uh, honestly, I forgot to ask how to pronounce your last name, but it's Aaron Schilp. Hey, you got it. Gosh! Shilp. Shilp. You, you I got, got it. it. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, Shilp. Oh, Shilp. Oh, Shilp. <laughs> What's well, C? It's S-C-H-I-L-B. Yeah. Shilp. So it's either Skilb or Shilp. Yep. Most people mispronounce it as Schlib. <laughs> I think everyone's just a little Shlub. dyslexic. I could see that. Dyslexic. <laughs> <laughs> I got a gig tonight, and on the poster, they spelled it S-C-H-L-I-B-B. I'm like, you just put extra shit in there. What? <laughs> oh, you... Oh, they just guess. I, uh... So my name is very Dutch, and I grew and, and so, yeah. So I grew up in Mexico, and there was I don't know why, but one day I had my my name in the newspaper, and they asked me my name. All right, great. And then it's Verican, and they put like a B with a as in boy instead of a V as in victory, and then started going like A R N N C A K blank, and I'm just like, what the question fuck mark is this? exclamation point? Yeah, they start dashes. There's and, a little asterisk yeah. at the end, you're like not sure if this is correct. The yeah. print symbol. You're like, this is all wrong. <laughs> I had a buddy growing up in high school whose last name, well, we called him Matt G, but his last name was Gorsteiger Brockhoffdeus. Wait, what the fuck? G H O R G R B R A K O X F D E I S. It looked like it, you so- sounded like a spelling bee. I was, I was waiting for you to say the name again. Yeah, it looked, his origin? last name looked like someone sat on a keyboard and just like typed the name with an ass, and it's just like, <laughs> oh yeah, and this is his last name now. <laughs> yeah, Gorsteiger Brockhoff days. Oh, wow, that's yeah, forever in forever like ingrained in your brain. Yeah, right? imagine being like five years old well, in kindergarten or something, and being this like, is your name. How do you spell your last name? You're like, I don't know. <sighs> See, oh, I'm just thinking of. 
the uh, so in, in one week span when I moved, I had to change about five thousand things for to the other place, and then I had to spell out my name about a thousand times. Right, and I can only imagine having a name like that. Mine is already stupid enough, <laughs> let alone having to do something like that where you're like, oh god. Yeah, I, I have no idea how he's dealt with that. Yep. That's why we called him Matt G. Nice. Well, yeah, yeah. It's much easier, <laughs> Matt G. Because you would definitely call him by his last name. Come here, Gorsiger Brock Hafteas. Gorsiger Brock Hafteas. Yep. Seven syllables. Well, yeah, that's a lot. Fuck me up. People yeah. love calling me by my last name. Swoboda. Swoboda. People. That's a good it. one. I like that. I guess it's it has it has like like that. Uh, like Polish, like Midwestern last name, sort of, <laughs> where everyone has those names. In I guess. Football. I don't know. I'm trying to think, like, do I call anybody by last name? Do we have any friends we call by last name? No. I'm a no. big nickname guy. Love giving people nicknames. <laughs> well, his is Beeswo. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Beeswo. <laughs> yes, Beeswo. One of my friends is about five foot, and she's pretty little, and I call her Big D. My, my her name D. is Drea. Oh, I call her big. I call her big. Drea Gordon. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I call her big D. My my fiance is five one, and uh, our friend Mark calls her Keebler. Like the Keebler elf. <laughs> That's hey, hilarious. That's great. Have you? Did you not know that? No. He well, says, like, he's see, like, are you making cookies this actually, year? No, I, I do remember <laughs> that like, because Stop. every time he says it, I always think of like, for some reason, I think uh, Full House, like uh, Kimmy Keebler or Kibler. It's yeah. Kibler. Kibler. Kimmy Gibbler. Gibbler. Jesus, tell oh, me You're wrong. wrong on many levels. <laughs> Kimmy Keebler. Dad. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't like that. <laughs> All right. What are we drinking? What are we drinking today? Brian, start us off. All right. I'm just, I didn't. Oh, we did. we're doing a staple. It's a staple. We're doing a staple. Everyone drink, I guess. It's a Founder's Solid Gold. I get these regularly now because Johnny pointed out they're the same price as Bud Light, and they're like 100 yeah, the 12 times better. Oh, no. It's a yeah, dollar more for a 12-pack. Like a light log or something? Yeah. yeah it's so nice. good. Founders. Never heard of so it. Good. Oh, it's fucking fun. They have it at Kroger now in 12 packs of cans. Oh, hell yeah. Only eleven ninety nine. It's It's like Damn. about a thousand times better, a little more alcohol, and it's like a dollar more, and it's like... Sure, I'll, for the same amount of beers. Twist my arm. Like yeah, you. exactly. Go get it. Go get a 12-pack. <laughs> oh, man. I Today, I am drinking two different beers. I have... Uh, so, I brought a six-pack of the Space Dust by Elysian. Oh, that's a good one. So yeah. good. That's I am good. I am now playing a dangerous game a couple of like a couple of episodes in a row where I bring a high-grab alcohol. Oh, that one, was me for a few episodes. Now I, you're doing it. I'm doing it because, well, I've been doing so much light shit. I was like, all right, I need something a little more high, but this is 8.2. Oh, God. That's a good <laughs> Is that one. the space dust? Yeah. Is it really that high? Yeah, dude. Mm. And then I also bought uh, the Dayglow by the same company, nice. uh, Elysium, cool because cam. it has a fucking cool-ass cam. That's the only reason I wanted it. It has a oh, tiger shit. shooting I'll buy, laser. I'll buy some because it's got sick art on it. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. It's we, like, oh, if they're putting this much work into it, they obviously think it's good. Or it's so shitty, they're like, let's at least have one good thing to it. <laughs> well, when we uh, did, uh, we went to the Exit 111 Festival. Oh, and, nice. Yeah, it was really fun. But uh, one of the days in the in the campgrounds, they had a like a craft beer uh, swap. So you like bring beer and you swap with other ones. That's cool. But like literally just looking for the coolest looking cans. I'm like, oh, that one's cool picture. <laughs> And also the biggest cans. Uh, uh, yeah, that, that would be what be. I'm looking for. <laughs> oh, you have the 16 ounce? Will you trade it? Beggar doesn't always mean more alcohol. I mean, technically, literally, it does. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> no, no, no. It has more liquid, but not necessarily more of like a buzz. 
depends on what you're going for. If you're looking for a buzz, you got to go for the content. If you're looking for something, I got to drink for a long time. Bigger. I guess that's true. Or put your hands together and get one of those like bearded Iris home styles. They come in the tall boy cans. That they are, like, fuck you up. Yes, they do. Mm, I don't know about Have that. Have you ever been to their... Uh, yeah. Oh, the brewery is oh, yeah. awesome. No, oh, yeah. it's oh, in Germantown. Yeah. In Germantown, it's yeah. um, it's it's like. You first off, it. it's like a seventy. No, not seventies. It's like fifty style yeah, they tap got, room. They got like parlor couches and they got yeah. a pool table and stuff. But it's all open to the uh, to the the brewery. Yeah, like, you all the right vats and everything are right there. Yeah, it's really cool. And also, if they want to host our podcast there, our live one. We oh, at, where are, are, I don't think they have a do they have a stage? They don't have a stage. Yeah, no, no, no. Yazoo yeah, has a stage. Yeah, I I haven't been to their new one yet. Ooh, it's nice. Is it? It's real nice. I generally it's don't way like better than the old one. Most I generally don't like most of the Yazoo beers. I, there's like a few that I'm like yes. He's but. just kidding. <laughs> we'll take Yazoo beer. <laughs> I like the Yazoo. Uh, I, would, my, I might de- I might deny it except for Dos Perros and or uh, they're Gerst. Gerst is great. Yeah. That one's everywhere. Yeah, the Gerst. Yeah, the Gerst good is one. good. Yeah. Um, oh, real quick. What are you drinking? I'm drinking uh, the Boulevard Unfiltered Wheat. This is from Kansas City, Missouri. Nice. So this is actually the first beer that I learned to like. So when I when I was a beer novice, when I wasn't drinking at all, I was always like, oh, I got to get the sweet shit, like, like the Angry Orchard. Yeah. And I was like, I just Cider. wanted something to get me drunk. And then I was like, this is making me throw up because it's so sweet. Yeah. It wasn't about that. So um, <laughs> this bar that I used to work next door to in Missouri had pints of this for two bucks. And I was like, well, That's a I'll solid pay- deal. Yeah, I'll- oh, yeah. This bar did pints of everything for two dollars. So you could shit. get a Guinness for two dollars. Still, oh, still the, the case. Best. Still the case. But you can go to this bar and they had pints for two bucks. And it's like. I was just working my way down the tap one night, and I was like, "Oh fuck, that one's really good." And it's supposed to be served in a glass with a li- or a lemon wedge, yep. but oh, it's so good. So Boulevard's was, really good. They make uh, a lot of good beer. Yeah, so it's a unfiltered wheat, and I typically like like unfiltered beer a little bit more. I don't know what it oh, is yeah. that they're not that, doing. That's probably like why too. you like a uh, uh, beer diary. Exactly. That's they exactly all like. they almost every single beer they have is unfiltered. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm actually not as much of a fan. Really? I don't not not necessarily I uh, hate it and I wouldn't say no to a beer because of it but like if I'm like <laughs> there's hey. no beer I would turn down. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I was going to say actually I would turn down Miller Lite. I oh, would I don't not. Buy Miller Lite. I, Johnny is hate I'm Miller sure Lite giving me so a much. Miller Lite at some point. I'm sure. I I well yeah so so I do any other cheap beer. I, so Miller I've Lite. served Aaron a million times now. <laughs> and uh, all the alcohols probably of All of sort. the alcohol. <laughs> We've run out. We are out of alcohol. Uh, I heard that oh, somebody was telling me that there's a a sports team that came into town. I told you this. It was. Uh, well, no, because I also had Jason from uh, the Ville Tours tell me about this, but I think you know here. I think we were talking about the same thing. Was it when they ran out of a fireball? Beer? No, no, no. Oh. There's a a team. I, I want to say. It's like a Midwestern team. Uh-huh. Maybe Vikings. I don't know. But no. apparently the big, the fans all came in. It was a college drank, game. I oh, I've, I heard of that. And they drank. I know exactly it was a college about. game. Oh, was it the college because game? Because I think it was the Music City Bowl or something like and that. They and they literally drank, drank, drank all, all of the beer. The, the, they ran out. The, no the, hyperbole. They drank all of the beer, right? Yeah. Yeah, like they literally ran like out of like Bud Light, Miller Light, <laughs> well, Coors Lights. I, I get insanity <laughs> for this place. Yeah, well, I, I can attest to Midwesterners because we uh, 
Well, because my fiance is from South Dakota, like around the border of Minnesota. So all her family comes. Her brother's wedding. We the, he got two kegs, and he told them because uh, the party and us we went out to do pictures while they were doing the cocktail hour. Cocktail hour it was an hour, right? One uh, sixty minutes. They started and, a timer, and he said, "Hey, uh, make sure you save a keg for so for when we get back, we have some." And I was like, what do you mean? You don't think you'll have any when you come back? They ran out of that first keg in 30 minutes. <laughs> I was holy like, holy shit. Holy shit. Oh you God. guys can drink. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I went to a wedding in, I'm from Missouri. So like Columbia, Missouri is right in the very middle of yeah. the state. So that's where I grew up. And that's there a lot of times. Oh my God. Yeah. But my buddy, one of my best friends got married last year and uh, I was in his wedding party. So... They had uh, their wedding in a barn. Yes. In Roachport, Missouri, which is just grass and corn and <laughs> corn. And more but, corn. Oh, my God. But in this barn wedding, corn with a K, the band. Yeah. <laughs> they, 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 they had a, a cattle trough they had cleaned and filled with ice, and they were using it as oh, that's a cooler. And they filled it with bush heavy. Of course. Gotta and be bush. I have never seen so many drunk rednecks just hammering bush light. Fuck yeah. I was one of those. I, I t- had my tie wrapped around my head by the end of the night. Oh. Nice. I hope, I hope you're ready for our wedding, Johnny. Oh, God. So our wedding gonna is going to be... Is it going to be an open bar? In Aurora- yeah, of course. It's going to uh, be in Aurora, South Dakota. Woof. In oh, the- fuck you. I have to go to South. Oh, I forgot. You told me about this. I did tell you that. What's you want to do a party? T- you want to do like a we party bus? We want to get bus? a party bus The incentive isn't going. that your friend's getting married. It's that there's an open bar. Oh, no. That's for sure true. <laughs> if, if Brian was to tell me uh, it's a cast bar, I'd be like, oh, sorry, man. I'm going to have to miss. Well, you're the best man. You'd at least get free beer. That's yeah, true. true. How long have y'all known each other? Mm, four know, years. Three years? Four years? Damn. What? Three and a half years. In the grand scheme of things, that's like. As far as like people in Nashville, some people are like, oh, I've known my best friend for like two, three months, and I'm like, oh, oh no, well we like, live give together. It, give it a minute, you probably well, won't be best friend soon. <laughs> well, no, we Aww. lived together for a long time. We don't, True, we don't live together now, but we still hang. Well, this is actually the most we hang out is the fact that every week we have to meet. That's awesome. That's it's pretty right. funny. You've obligated yourself. Exactly. Yes. You're like, you're oh, fucking fiance, stuck, bitch. Girlfriends, wives, sorry. We do this it's, thing. It's for business. It's a business. We thing. are doing business. I have to go get drunk with Johnny. Sorry. It's all tax deductible. The beer is a business expense. <laughs> Once we start making money, it will be. It will be. Oh, my God. God. That's true. All right. Oh, damn. Well, See, all this talking has got me drinking beers. I'm already out of one. Oh Same. My God. Uh, I do actually. <laughs> I'm going to switch though to very heavy beer, so I'm kind of holy scared. shit, you guys. The first ran time I had beer. one of those space dust beers was at this bar in South Nashville, and they gave me a pint of it. And bottles are 12 ounces, which when you're drinking eight and a half percent is an appropriate amount of alcohol. But they gave me a pint, and I was like, "Oh my Jesus!" Oh. I feel like I felt like I drank two beers. You want you want uh, a real fun fact is uh, I used to go to Red Door every Sunday because it used to be right next to where I worked. Oh, put that thing right in the mic. There we yeah. go. Yeah. Uh, um, and they used to do two for ones on Sunday. And they had really? this for two for ones, and Ooh. I would get so fucked <laughs> and be like, well, "How did I get so jacked up? I had like 
five beers and then and then literally it'd be like oh my favorite bars 8%. in nashville do two for ones yep. oh yeah my um, my favorite was i was in we were in den denver and we were like let's let's Denver? drive up into the mountains so we drove up and we were up like i don't know like ten thousand feet above sea level right and at that level alcohol affects you differently and there's like yeah. there's a brewery up there and i had like one six percent like ipa or something and i was pretty drunk from one because i was like Oh shit! It's just like you're Be like when did I be- when did I become a lightweight? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> <When's this> been... <laughs> That's so great. Uh, well, let's start getting into it a little bit because I want to talk about music too. You know, we've been talking about a lot about alcohol. <laughs> yes, we're already at twenty four minutes. Oh god, of, of beer talk. Well, beer no, talk. because like about five to minutes is of you going to the the bathroom to that uh, that that bathroom. place. Did you go say hi to, uh, what's his name? The, the, the Jackalope? The Jackalope. What's his name? I've never been to the... Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Here. Jeffrey. I've never been to the Jackalope brewery here. You should. It's great. Is it awesome? It's great. Cool. It's it's simple brewery. It's nothing crazy, but it's great. Good beer. Oh, yeah. Uh, that is the only... I think it's the only... Yeah, the only Tennessee brewery that's f- pretty much fully run by women. Sweet. Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, I think you told me that before. Yeah. That is cool. I and mean, they have like male bartenders, but like all the what? brewmasters, the owner and everything, they're all they're really all, they're had cool. their thunder and that pale ale. Yeah, yeah that's a good one. I like that one. Yeah. I like it a lot. It's one of the first one. local Nashville beers I ever had. Uh fun oh. fact. Uh oh god. <laughs> not a if fun you fact. say fun fact one more time, I'm gonna I don't know. Fun fact. No, uh, funny thing I'm is a long time ago, I went and 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 ended up drinking with one of the the brewers there. She, she was like really nice. It was cool. And then like a year later, we were at we were at like me and Brian were at Crying Wolf, and I, I saw this girl, and I'm like, how the fuck do I know this girl? Who the fuck is? That? And so she walked up to me and was like, how do we know each other? Because we know each other. And, and and I was like, I have no clue. I was like, what do you do? Blah blah. blah. She's like, I work at Jackal. I was like, ah. So I don't one of them. You have that weird eye lock contact. Yeah, where, you're where like you both are like we don't remember how we know each other, but we know that we do. And you can't like ignore it see, now because you locked eyes. See, that's the difference between you and me, Johnny. If that happened to me, I would avoid that person the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, you, I know that guy somehow. Like, I know him. Eyes and like, oh, I don't <laughs> see this bitch. My favorite. She's is walking that, by. <laughs> my favorite is somebody <laughs> at the bar will come up and be like, "Oh my god, I haven't seen you forever. How are you doing?" And I'll be like. Hey! Girl, I'm living the dream. And then, like, I'll turn to the other bartender. I'm like, "Who the fuck is this?" Yeah, person? that happened to me yesterday. Oh wow! Yeah, it was at a Kroger, and this guy came up to me. He's like, "Hey, Aaron, how are you, man?" It's like, "Love what you're doing, man." Like, "How are you? Like, what have you been up to?" It's like, "How's life?" And I'm like, "Hey, <laughs> yes." It's like, worst. I was like, "I don't mean to be an asshole, but like, no, who are you?" No, man. I I was at Winners, and I. Man, I hope this person's listening. But it would be so funny if they were. This guy, I was sitting at a thing, and I saw this guy, and he looked familiar. And uh, so this goes against what I just said. I act like I'm antisocial, but I'm not super antisocial. But anyways, the guy. It depends on how much you've drank. Yeah. The guy was kind of looking over. He really does. (laughs) And he was kind of, we kind of like looked at each other and walked over, and he was like, hey, man, how's it going? And I was like, good, dude. I, I didn't know his name or who he was. I just knew I knew him from somewhere, so I was just playing along. And so we start talking. How's it going? How's the music going? Good. Yeah, yeah. He's like, cool. And then, and then he says, "Well, man. Hey, by the way, I think I need someone to play Dobro for me on Saturday. Uh, would you be free?" And I was like, 
I don't play Dobro. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, sure. <laughs> and then he was like, cool, man, I'll hit you up. And I was like, sounds good, man, whenever. <laughs> and I just went with it. I've accepted gigs like that before. Someone's like, hey, can you play harmonica? And you're like, Yes. Yeah. And then you <laughs> learn to play the instrument for that. Oh, day. no. Well, he, I'm sure he didn't contact you. Well, he, he might have contacted the guy he thought, he thought I was. was. And then like, hey, he was like, hey, so you're still good for Saturday? And he's like, what? And the guy's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. And that now awesome. they have a ruined friendship because of you. That's true. He's like, <laughs> but oh you said. <laughs> promise. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, look Oh, Lord. So, all right, Aaron. So, give us a little bit about your life, man. Get, tell us about where you're from, and and give you know the little well, the general okay, little so background. I, stuff. I grew up in Columbia, Missouri, which is it's not a small small. Is it, city. Columbia's the halfway point between St. Louis and and Kansas City? Right? Yeah, right, yeah. right in between the two. So it's yeah. two hours both. We directions. always stopped because we drive to South Dakota a lot. We always stop in Columbia. I like yeah. that town. Yeah, I, it's a, it's an all right place. I grew up there. I went to school there, and. Um, when I graduated from college, I was like, I got to get out of here. Because like at that point, I was trying to do music. And the music scene there is really hard rock. And I love oh. playing that kind of music, but I don't. I don't write those that kind of stuff, and yeah. it's like it wasn't for me, and like I didn't have, want to start a band there because I really hated the city that I was living in because that's like what everybody does. Like you grow right. up the place and you want to leave home. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So um, all of my friends from college and high school had moved on. And they were doing cool shit with their lives, and I was getting drunk at the bar I worked on top of every day. So through high school and college, I made candy for a living. What the fuck? Yeah, I was a professional what? chocolate maker. So what do you, what do you call that? Choc a confectionery. Confectionery. That's yeah. Right. I knew yeah. So funny. I made candy for almost a decade. It's fascinating. I started Holy when I was fifteen. Shit. Do you, yeah. Can, I can started... you do like the laffy taffy thing with it, or is that are you more that, chocolate stuff? I'm. I was chocolate fudge and like gourmet popcorn and like, wow. like caramelized shit. But, yeah, so I worked. Damn. But this place that I worked was above uh, the place that serves those $2 beers. Oh, all right. Yeah, so me That's and dangerous. the two. So the. Yeah, yeah, oh, God. Sweets so, and beer after. Jesus Christ. So we would make candy. And if it wasn't, quote, pretty enough to sell. Yeah, it was either throw it away or give it away. Yeah. So Aaron, wanting free alcohol, was like, hey, bar downstairs. I got a whole bunch of chocolate. You want some chocolate covered Oreos? And I'm like, fuck yeah. So I started nice. I started drinking for That's free at this amazing. bar. Amazing. Yeah, so I would I would work eight to three every day, and then I would just take the candy that I fucked up from the day. Here's my offering to you, beer gods. <laughs> and we are that's what we like to be called. The beer gods. Yeah. Beer gods. So I started uh, I would just drink all the time and I remember it came to a head where I was at a uh, famous pizza place in my hometown called Shakespeare's. And um, I was sitting at the bar and it was this horseshoe bar. And everyone sitting there was like some just burnout person from the town. It's like people I went to high school with who were doing nothing. It's like they still worked at like the 7-Eleven. And I was like, ah, oh, Jesus, I can't be one of these people who never did anything. Yeah. And I was trying to play shows and I was playing an open mic every week. Um, and I was like, okay, what do I got to do to get out of town? So I visited Nashville and I visited a ton of places and Nashville just kind of felt like home. So I moved here in, uh, 2017. That's awesome. And what did you study by the way? Um, when I was in college, I did three years of music theory and composition nice. and then hated it because 
I know. That's well, my favorite. I was. Tr- I, I'm okay with it. I, I love music theory and I love composition, but the uh, the teachers I had were real assholes about it. Like I remember writing this piece. It was a trio: a piano, a clarinet, and a flute. And it was in seven eight, and two of the instruments were playing in this weird subdivision. One two one two one two three one two one two one two three, and then another one was playing one two one two three one two one two three or something like that. And I had all this shit. And my teacher that I wrote it for was like, "Of all the things you've written this semester, I hate this one the least." Oh no. fuck you! Yeah. And then I had a guitar teacher. You've seen me play the guitar, Johnny. Yeah. I'm a pretty confident guitar player. I've gotten a lot of work in Nashville as a studio player, too. And my guitar teacher in Missouri was like, of all of my students, you have the most room for improvement. And oh, my I was, God. And when he said that, I, was, I literally stood up and was like, you just called me your worst student, you asshole. So wow. it, when I graduated, I just I was like, I got to get the fuck out of this yeah. town. So I just moved and really kind of fell into it here. I had a cousin, like a third cousin who lived here. And I was like, yo, can I move into your apartment? He's like, yeah, sure. You know that that's cool though that you know that just like drove you to like do better. I feel like oh, with yeah. some people it would it would like it bring would them down. Them. Yeah, but you were like, no, fuck these guys. Like, it was I'm like, gonna... fuck yeah, exactly, fuck these guys. I know that I'm better than they say that I am, and clearly I'm doing all right now. Right, I know. Yeah, yeah that's it's to- like totally. I'm technically unemployed, but I don't have a day job. My job is just doing music now. Right. Which is crazy. That's success. all these fuckers back in Missouri who are like, ah, you need to work at this home loans insurance company. And I was like, ugh. God, that sounds awful. Yeah, yeah. That's what my brother does. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, all of my family. I grew up in a really musical family. So my dad, my dad's a choir director. My mom, before she died, was, uh, she actually had a pub deal here in Nashville. Oh really? Yeah, she oh, wow. wrote children's music. So really, like, like kids' choir songs. Is that part of what drew you to come here? Or? No, I didn't know that until after I moved here. No what? way! I had no idea. All I knew was that when I was a kid, mom's going to Nashville for a little bit. I was like, bye. Wow. We'll see you. Yeah, bye. Yeah, and all I knew is that when I was a kid, because I was in the church choir growing up, I had to sing songs mom wrote. I didn't know that she was paid to write songs so yeah so my mom was a songwriter and my older brother was a choir director pianist and my middle brother was a concert violinist so like so a ridiculous amount of music in your family and i was always like ah fuck this i'm gonna be the only one who doesn't do music and (laughs) is this like in a rebellious way oh yeah like yeah 100 i get that yeah 100 percent. i was like i'm gonna go be a scientist and then i started (laughs) learning science and it's like oh no just kidding no this isn't for me (laughs) i wanted to be an astronomer and i was like oh i don't i I don't know how to do math yeah that was always me i me too i'd love astronomy but then i was like math man i just (laughs) it's like can i just just look look at the the stars stars yeah i know what's going (laughs) on looking up that's cool that's, that's pretty. pretty. <laughs> because that's totally what astronomer, astronomers paid Ooh, so much money. They're like, uh, all the people funding us, come here, come here, look come at here. this. Look, pretty this pictures. Really nice. <laughs> look, I found this. Colors. Yeah, so I was, uh, I was in the super musical family, and um, my dad made me take piano lessons from it, and I hated it. But um, knowing that he wasn't going to let me not play music because – Part of the family band, you have to play an instrument. So I did. You bartered. guys have a family band? Yeah. What was the name? Going home. 
going home. We all played in the family band. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cool, though. It was, yeah, I look back on it and like, oh, that was fun. Yeah. My family, so none of them are musical. My sister can sing and my mother can play the piano like a fucking pro. Really? But then I'll be like, but I remember driving in the car with her one day and she's just go, and I'm like, why don't you ever keep going with music? She's like, I don't really like music that much. I'm like, what the what? fuck? Oh, yeah. That's. Uh, yeah. So I, I was really ardently like not wanting to be in music. But then um, since my dad wouldn't let me not. Play an so instrument. Like, I, like, I got to do. Well, it. okay. So if you're not gonna, if you're gonna make me play an instrument, I don't want to play the piano. How about I play the guitar? So um, by that point, my mom had died, and there was just this old guitar sitting in the back, and I was like, "Well, I'll go play that one." And I started like I learned the chords and stuff. But what really got me, if I'm being honest, was Guitar Hero. <laughs> <laughs> Big time. Wow. Like Guitar Hero Two. I was like. I was like 14 or 13 when I started playing it, and I, I shit you not, I was a nationally ranked Guitar Hero player when I was in junior what high. What the fuck? Yeah. Like actual competition? Like, like there was this website where everyone who played Guitar Hero like competitively submitted their scores, and then you had to take a digital camera photo of the screen to verify that you had gotten that score. So for a while, I was number 94 in America. Oh my god! Like I spent <laughs> so so much fucking time like playing this game. Like five stars on Freebird. Oh, five stars on Freebird and missing no notes. Oh shit! Like like <laughs> gold stars. Yeah. So oh, I, you got gold. Star I got gold stars. Freebird. I I was oh, that I was that guy. Dude, Missed I couldn't even fucking no play. Notes. Goddamn! I can uh, I can get through Freebird back in the, <laughs> back in the height of my. Uh, oh, you know I was so bad at that game. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't fucking like. Oh, I, I yeah was, no I, I got, was so bad at that. I game. got okay at it, but not but that yeah, good. There were there were um, like like I forget what they are like cheat codes or something that would like. Make some Slip. of the notes or all of the notes disappear. It's yeah, like, yeah. And you just had to have it memorized. And I was that guy who had the color notes memorized on the, the score sheet or whatever the fuck. And yeah, I was super into Guitar Hero. <laughs> so, besides, did you do the Dragon Force one? What was that? Oh, yeah, one? I can it's strum like... with my elbow. I still remember it with my fingers. The listeners can't <laughs> see like me playing it, but like, I can. I can. I, can, I still remember it. Yeah, I. I can still. I can't get to the beginning of that one. What the fuck? Yeah, I was that guy. Yeah, I was that guy. But up until then, I had only been fed like Weird Al and like '90s Christian rock, which is what like my dad was a church pastor, so like I was only allowed to listen to. And your mom Church. did DC uh, Talk, baby. DC Talk audio adrenaline. <laughs> Fuck yeah! Yeah, that P-O-D was POD when you got into wanting to get real. That was what I uh, was. POD is a San Diego band, bro. Yeah, uh, I was spoon fed that shit. POD is was like, like, yeah, this is the what the cool kids listen to now. When yeah. you're a Christian boy, I yeah. Feel so, so the first time I heard, I played Guitar song. Hero. I heard "Shout at the Devil," that Motley Crue song. Fucking, yes. By the way. Today they announced they're, they're, they 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 tore up that contract that they, they oh, signed they're, they're, and they're coming back again. Yeah, of course they are because you know what everyone wants more Motley Mo- Crue. And yes, I love Motley Crue. Same. I adore Motley Crue. Me too. Sorry. Actually, I, I love Motley Crue. Are, yeah. So I heard that song "Shout at the Devil" and yeah. it was the first time I had oh, ever heard like heavy rock, and it was like, what is 
this? Oh. And I was like, is there more of this Mick- other than just the songs on Guitar Hero? Oh, and Mick I had Mars. this neighbor oh. named Tim. And Tim was also a guitar it's always player. Tim. And always Tim. Fucking Tims, man. And I would go talk to him about all these songs. I was like, I heard this song called Shout at the Devil by Motley Crue. And he goes... Oh, you gotta hear "Kickstart My Heart" or "Doctor Feelgood," and he's just started giving me all of his old '80s records, and that was really when I was like, "Oh shit, I gotta learn to play the guitar better." Want to say I've always said this, and and because people will be like, "Who's some of your favorite guitarists?" Whenever I was at school, and I was like, "Honestly, Mick Mars," and I think he's one of the most underrated guitar players. His riffs are legendary; they're so good. And the motherfucker has scoliosis and ripping it on stage. What? He has scoliosis? Yeah, he's got like Have you not mad seen him? Oh no, he either. literally is just like hunched over the whole time during concert. I just like, figured that's what that was. Did you ever style. see the uh, Motley Crue documentary? Yeah, yeah, the dirt. The, the dirt. Yeah. Oh my god. No, he has like severe scoliosis yeah. and he literally it, is always in pain and can't move, but he's up there just like shredding. Let me fucking shred shredding. this and show you what the fuck is up and no big deal. That's amazing. <laughs> yep, he's that's fucking cool. cool. And, and like the lines of the Oh, I love, I love iconic guitar, guitar so riffs. Much. Iconic guitar yep. riffs, and I feel like "Shout at the Devil" and "Doctor Feelgood" and "Kickstart My Heart" and um, "Live Wire." Oh, "Live Wire" is great. Oh, that guitar riff. Oh, see, but SOS, down, 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 down. Uh, same old situation. And what? It's the same. Yes. Old. It's like I feel like Motley Crue were this huge band who somehow people don't know about anymore. Well, now they're coming back because of the dirt. Because of the I feel dirt. like, yeah. And that's honestly, so, so the, the whole thing that they released today was the, them saying, like, uh, we weren't planning on coming back, but this huge revitalization of, like, People fan base. want heavy metal. Yeah. Or, well, it, it, they're, like, they're, like, anarchy hair metal is what they want, basically. People yeah. love that shit. I love well, that shit. Well, yeah, I think, I think society, I'm getting all deep here. I think society in general <laughs> needs that anarchy a little bit in, in music yeah. I feel like there's not you need something to well, disrupt the status quo well as, as you like to say punk used to be that but punk yeah. right now is not that no so like it's so fuck it go to metal punk, and metal punk, is now punk nowadays that. is very like soft like liberal if you will like where they're more about like supporting each other and stuff which is great but we need something angry, damn it. <laughs> my, friend, my friend is in an, an all-girl punk rock trio called Hungry Mother. Oh, I, uh, Kayla? You know, I know the singer, Chelsea. Oh, you know Kayla? Kay- oh, yeah, I know Kayla very Hungry well. Mother. I was her boss for a while. <laughs> no way. <laughs> they, have you seen them play? I have not. Oh, my God. If you want angry punk, Hungry Mother is your angry punk. I love it. Oh, we should go see them. I would love to see Kayla. I, I just like went to, they, they had an album release show at the basement last week. Oh, fuck. oh they if you want angry just white girl screaming hungry mother all right nice it's good shit i love it yeah they have a song called plastic straws where one of the lines is you say you care about the environment but fuck you you don't care about the environment fuck <laughs> it's yeah just, it's like people cool. who, yeah. people who pay me money pay me to pretend to care about the environment that's the kind of shit that they're talking about it's that's great fun. angry punk rock i want to i we could probably get them on. I know Kella well. I haven't talked to her in a while, but I used to be her boss. Oh, they would be awesome to have on. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Anyways, so Motley Crue. Uh, <laughs> <you're>, <laughs> so fucking Motley Crue. <laughs> no, you were. Um, so so that opened you up into this whole other. Yeah, into this level whole of... other world of music. So guitar here was kind of like my gateway into rock. 
And that was when That's I got my awesome. first electric guitar. And um, I remember teaching myself to play because my dad taught me like the five basic chords in the guitar. Yes. C A G D E. Yeah. And um, I got a 1200 page book of Van Halen tabs. Oh. <laughs> Every Epic. song, with Epic. the exception of two. And I learned that front to back. And still, Van Halen is one of my favorite bands of all time. But I started learning about finger tapping and harmonics and all that shit. And I was just like, oh, I got, I got to be in a band. So I started this band in high school, and then I got kicked out of it. And then I started another band, and that was the band that I kept with through most of my is high that, school. Is that the, the one that you got kicked out of, the one that you wrote, that one song? Uh, uh, basically, it's the Fuck Millennials Oh, song. different, different, different band. Oh, okay. That was what? That... He has like a Fuck Millennials kind of a song. Yeah, so awesome. this band I got kicked out of for... Yeah, I've been kicked out of more than one band. The first band I got kicked... <laughs> I have to know why. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the first band I got kicked out of was called Ruby Falls. It was me and my neighbor who was a drummer and then a couple of kids from school... We were like a garage rock band, and uh-huh. it was very like Jimmy Eat World, like love it, yeah, like Kings of Leon kind of stuff. And um, I was starting; I was really heavily influenced by Van Halen, and they were like, "Hey, you're playing too loud. You're playing too many riffs. You're playing too many solos." And at that point, I was just like, "Fuck you! You know what this song needs? A guitar solo." And they're like, "Yeah, we don't need you in the band anymore. Don't come back." And I was like, oh "And God. I literally just gave them double birds," and I was just like. Fuck this project, bye. Then I started another band with a couple of guys. So metal. Yeah. um, The next band I was with for a little less than two years, and we recorded what became my first album. Um, It's a band called Lot 56. Oh, yeah, I read about that. Yeah, we didn't really have any uh, um, great songs, but we recorded them because we won a battle of the bands and stuff. But I remember that was the band that made me want to do music full-time, like when I got older. It was useful in me. Yeah, so... I was 17, and we played this show at the biggest venue in my hometown, and it seats about 500. Um, but it was this giant battle of the band, so all of the like cool high school band kids uh, was, were Was Jack that Black night. your band leader? Uh, <laughs> honestly, School of Rock is one of my favorite movies. All right, no, <laughs> let's right? rock, let's rock today. I love that meme where it's like the real hero of that movie is the guy who Got a packed house on a Wednesday like afternoon <laughs> for a little battle of the bands. I don't know. Yeah, so um, <laughs> we had that band in high school, and we recorded an album, but we played the show there, and like 200 people from my high school came, which wow. I, had, I had a school of like 2,000 people, so getting 10% of the high school to show up was awesome, Yeah, that's. but I hadn't put out any music at that point, and these people were singing along with one of the songs I had written, which means... They had been to the shows and they learned the words. That's watching amazing. Us play. So I remember like watching these people sing along with the words I wrote. And it's like, oh fuck, oh god, I can't do anything else. Yeah. And I got off stage and was like, yep, I got to do whatever it takes to do that every day of my yeah. life. Yeah. So then That's I amazing. went to college and I started doing music theory and I started songwriting a whole bunch more and, and then moved here. Moved and here and, and started doing the how, how was it? Um, I have to ask because I know like when you're in a smaller town or like a less musical town you feel incredible and then you come to Nashville and sometimes oh it's, it's hard because everyone's so damn yeah. good. Yeah. So I, I remember that really well because I was, I was one of the best guitar players in my hometown. Right. It's like outright. Yep. It's like of all of, especially of the like amateur, like high school bands, I was the best guitar player. Yeah. And then I moved here 
I still had that I'm the best mentality. And then I remember it was must it must have been one of my first nights in town. I was at Alley Taps actually. Oh really? I forget who I was watching, but I was just like, Oh fuck. <laughs> I never want to play live. That's the fucking trash thing. Or it's fucking trash thing about Nashville where you go to any bar, and I mean any trash bar, and it's like, oh hey, let's watch this guy rip it and be fucking credible. Yeah. And it's just yep. oh, yeah, so that was when I, when I moved here, and I was like, oh, fuck, these people are really good. That was when I started, like, practicing a lot more. Well, again, like, this goes back to, like, how you don't get put down. You get driven to, to do more. Exactly, more. yeah. Which is, a, which is a very good trait because most people would be di- discouraged by that. Yeah, so uh, I don't know if even you know. I You probably don't know. I've lost about 90% of my hearing. Did either of you know I, that? Yeah, I did. I really? was getting to that question yeah. soon. I, yeah, I was getting Yo, to so that Yeah, so that's question. another huge thing is like, so when I was 10, I failed one of those like hearing aid beep tests at school. Uh-huh. And they're like, so Aaron might not be as inattentive as we thought he was. He might have hearing loss. Wow. So I went and got an MRI and they scanned my head and the bones in my ears have hardened together so they don't like vibrate and shit. Huh. Yeah. No Yeah, way. so like. The bones have all hardened together, and I've lost, at this point, probably 80 or 90% of my hearing. And um, when wow. I, was, I remember being like 15, 16, the doctors were like, yo, if you keep playing music, you're going to go deaf by the time you're 30. And I was, I literally was like, fuck you. Why would I stop this? I'm not, it's the only thing I like doing. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it, again. It, so, have you been able to fix any of it, or is that no, still it's, a fear? It's completely irreversible at this point. Yeah, you wear so, like a hearing aid or anything? Yeah, I got two hearing aids that yeah. kind of correct it for the most part. And uh, they help me like play shows. But honestly, when I play shows, especially with my acoustic guitar and with my electric guitar a little bit, I can feel it in my chest, which is why I wear my guitar so high is because uh, it reverberates into the bones and I can feel it through the whatever it is like wow. bone hearing because yeah, yeah. it transfers from my chest up into my head. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Yeah. yeah, so I can hear it through my chest. Nuts, Wait, right? what the fuck? Crazy. Fucking nuts, right? Yeah. Oh, that's cool though. Yeah, so I not cool. Why? I really, to, I really have to trust cool that. that my guitar is in tune, though, which is why I tune it pretty much every song. Is because if it's out of tune, I can't hear it. Yeah, I just have to trust that my tuner pedal or my snark is gonna tell me that it's right. Right. Yeah. So if I, I don't, even, I don't have to watch my hand anymore. I know where it is, and I know what's supposed to sound right in theory. Thank you, RL training when I was in college before my hearing went real to shit. <laughs> but yeah, it's like everyone was like, hey, you have to quit music. You have to quit music. You have to quit music. And I was like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. That's cool. And so, okay, well, then, talking about, okay, this is explaining a lot about, this right there, it said a lot about who you are as a person because as, as far as what we've talked about, the whole rebellious thing and whatever, that's fine, but but the music that we listened to and what we were just talking about, Molly and Crew and then punk and then you're loving that stuff. Do you just, like, like, is your drive part of your just, like, fuck you mentality? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's like, no one's going to tell me what I can and can't do. Yeah. It's And, and when someone says, oh, you're, you, you can't do that, I will go out of my way to ardently prove that person right. wrong. Yeah, yeah. I can relate. That's it's like, so interesting. It's like when someone it's... says, don't do that, it, you're it like... It makes you want to do it more, I right? will do it. I will do it. <laughs> I am yeah, yeah, so... Totally. I don't know I why totally I'm very opposite that. to really? that. I'm just you're not like, like that? Oh, not yeah. necessarily. When somebody says, don't do that, I'm just like, 
I remember. I'll do it if I want, but if I don't want to, so whatever. I remember in high school, uh, they got we had battle bands every year. Yeah. And then my senior year, they canceled it. What? And I was like, no, fuck this. So I went around, and I was like petitioning. I was like, we got to do it. And they were all telling me no. So I was like, all right, watch me. And so I started a petition. I got like everyone in my high school to sign this petition. That's fucking cool. And like all the teachers was like, you're not gonna fucking do this. Like. <laughs> There's no way, like... They said fucking to a they child. They didn't say fucking. <laughs> no, but I, a professional educator? I, what? I remember I was going up to teachers because they're like, you know, if you do this, you're going to have to have security. I was like, well, I'll get the teachers to help. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to get volunteers, and they went up to the janitor, and he was like, man, this is a stupid idea. There's no way There's no way they're going to let you do this. There's no and I was just like, all right. And I walked away, and I was like, watch me, motherfucker. <laughs> and sure like, enough, I did it, and I, I brought it back. That's it awesome. Fucking awesome. That's, That's actually cool. a really cool story. Although there was a fight at it, and they're never going to do it again. But I didn't give a what shit because we what did What was it. your band You're like, called? I got it done. My band then was called A Sudden End. We were like a screamo band. Nice. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a good name. Um, we, we got That's second. That's a really good name. We got the, uh, so my band got second place in the la- my senior year battle of the bands. Um, hold on. There we go. There it is. Yeah, there we go. Yep. We got second place in my senior year battle of the bands, and the dude who was running the whole thing he loved he loved me and my band so much. He wanted us to win, but he he chose a panel of judges, so he wasn't being like the biased teacher guy. Yeah. yeah. Um. So instead of the guaranteed first prize was a five song EP for free at this studio. Wow. But since my band didn't win, he split it between me and the first place band. No way. He gave <laughs> he gave the first place and the second place a three song. Wow. Because he, still baller. Yeah, because he wanted to hear shit from us. But That's yeah, it, cool. It's cool that people believe in shit. It's like, there are teachers out there who want good shit for kids and like that. And it's oh, like, I know. Uh, ooh, we, we wanted that shit so bad. But um, since we got second place, he's like, yo, so you're graduating. You can come back next year. You want to be a judge? And I was like, hell yeah. So I went back and I judged the next year's competition. And some kid, it was this punk band. I shit you not. A punk band brought a pizza on stage just thirds third of five songs pizza on stage it started like throwing slices into the audience <laughs> and they, they took yes. a bag of powdered sugar and they were shake oh they they were punk as fuck God. and it was the event and and the the venue was like oh fuck this so they Oh, but I'm they sure. unplugged everything. They <laughs> unplugged everything, and they started taking these kids' equipment and just like shoving it into the alleyway, like tossing drum kits like into the alley because they were ruining. I mean, they were ruining the PA equipment on oh, the stage. Oh, I'm sure. But oh, this punk band! They <laughs> these seventeen so kids got what literally fuck? tossed out of the venue because they were throwing slices of pizza and tossing powdered sugar from the stage. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles would be proud. Yes, they would. Uh, do you have an extra solid gold that I could trade you for? Yeah, sure. I want to trade you. you know, we're going to trade? This is what bartering is called. I need, I need, Johnny? A, I need a low alcohol. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, After all this gotcha. high grab talk, you're like, I need, I need something to slow down a little bit. Well, I, I technically need to be like conscious enough to actually keep pushing this interview <laughs> forward. I, right I, now, I, I'm uh, like. I need, I need a, a popper for the topper. Mm. You got one? I got one. Johnny's a bartender. Here you go. There you go. You lose. Johnny. I got one on my keys. Pop. It's not as good with the. <laughs> it's not as satisfying. As a can. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So, well, since we're, we're we're talking about it a little bit, you're so, 
you going deaf and everything is that like how is that affecting how you write in or like like so just generally in music i feel like it you would have to be, be able a, to hear it i uh, i feel like it helps with theory does that help yeah so that was one of the reasons why i studied music theory in college was because i was like well if i'm gonna go deaf I still want to be able to write music. So if I can know the rules to write music on paper, to like, okay, so if I don't have parallel fifths, you understand that parallel yeah. fifths. If there's no parallel fifths in this, then technically it's correct. It, it may not but be But the cr- best part is breaking the rules. The best part is breaking rules. <laughs> so like I learned all of these rules and I was like, all right, so I can write songs within that. So when I started losing my hearing, I learned all of these like, like harmonic and theory rules to write the music itself. And then I started taking a lot of literature classes and writing. So that was when I started working on my lyric craft a whole lot more. It's cause like, yeah. all right. So if I can't, if I go completely deaf and I can't hear anything, at least I can write good words. Yeah. Um, and that was so like, like losing my hearing has really made me like, cut, like be more careful about the words that I choose to put into a song or like, the, the choices of chords or like a rock riff that I'm putting into the music is because it's like, say I only have three more minutes left to hear by some crazy stroke. I'm going to go deaf at the end of this song. I want it to be as memorable as possible. So it really, it really helps me hone into like, that's why none of my songs have like crazy generic chord patterns. Like I never do a one, five, six, four song ever. Yeah. Every song I have has some kind of a signature sound or a signature riff to it. It's because, and it goes back to that Van Halen stuff. Is because every Van Halen song has some kind of cool guitar riff. So the Van Halen kind of coupled with the like, okay, in theory this is going to be correct because these are the chords that will work in synchronicity with each other, and then the lyrics on top of it. So it it, it all kind of just made me value of like, okay, with as little knowledge of what it's actually going to sound like. What can I do to make it sound as cool as possible with as little work? So it's like as mu- as many words with as few words. Like so, like the less is yeah, more yeah, kind yeah, of a right. mentality. Interesting. Is this your taking it? In this is my my taking it, it in moment. This happens every episode, and I and I like to be the one that pushes it forward. But I'm also like, you know what? Sometimes I need to just sit there and think a second and just be like, Johnny's a robot. He needs to reboot. <laughs> <laughs> I I just try to create some more memorable stuff because, I mean, we're all people in Nashville. And Johnny, I don't know what you do during the daytime other than just... I work. Yeah, so (laughs) we hear music all the time. And some of it is painfully just generic. Oh, yeah. That's Yeah. So, like, if anything I can do, just visually, sometimes I play my guitar like a motherfucker. I strip the face off of my guitars. Every guitar I have, it's the whole my acoustic guitars have worn faces because of how hard I play. So like, that's awesome. A lot of it's visual, and it's like because I'm not here to just play songs and write cool songs. I'm here to entertain. So yes. Just something interesting to watch sometimes. Interesting. That's so great. when I, when I go to watch shows, like I often can't follow along the lyrics because I can't hear them. So I I like being able to connect with someone because I can hear the chords and I can hear the riffs. I like to be able to hear the music behind it and make sure that the people are in, like plugged into the song that they're playing because you can tell when someone's like, oh, "I would rather be at home." Oh yeah, <laughs> you can you can so tell when yeah. someone does that, not want to be playing that round. That's what's a bummer sometimes about about like going downtown too because a lot of these guys they play every day they do doubles. And They'll you play can tell, eight hours a day on on Broadway, right? Yep. Yeah, 
and you could tell they're just sitting there like, "Fuck my life." Yep. And you're like, "Man, just it's don't like they're do out it. of it." Yeah, like I, I'd way rather go see, you know, like when I went to the Exit 111 festival. These like, I haven't, been, I hadn't been to a rock concert in a real long time because I've been in Nashville doing the country music scene and stuff. And it was just so such a relief to see guys that just they're so fucking into it. It's Absurd. absurd. And, and that's the, the best part about going to these rock concerts. So is it's good. not just about like a cool guitar riff. If you see if you see Leonard Skinner on stage, they they are fun to watch. Yeah, it's just because they're having a good fucking time. Yeah, yeah. yeah and agree. you see people all the time here who are just bored on stage with what they're doing. And it's like, if you don't right. love what you're doing, why the fuck do you do it? Yeah, I wonder that too. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, I see that even it. just with bartenders, too. I mean, like, just getting into normal everyday. That's, that is also a problem, I guess, just with living in a city where you do the thing that you're supposed to love every day at a certain point. It, kinda, it, it, it gets, can kind of ruin scary. the love of it a little bit. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. People get burnt. It's so easy to get burnt out here. Oh, my God. Well, so, all right, this leads into a question I have. This is going to be my last one for this topic, unless Brian has one. But, so... One of the things we talk about constantly, this happens all the time, is uh, like mental health, burnout, your your brain just kind of thinking like, or just like you constantly thinking like you need to be doing more, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. So, and, and I kind of had this thought of like, all right, now you're, you're a musician in Nashville going through the same pains as all the other musicians that are here. Uh, and then you're also going through this like the, the ear problem, deafness and all of that. But yet you seem like a very positive person. So I'm curious as to what is like the defining factor that's happening for you that so so going through all so sorry, I'm getting there. Uh, <laughs> we just gotta hold we just gotta hold out a little longer, a little longer. Here we go. So the basic gist is <laughs> our our conversations with other people is just they go through so much knows and so much work and then feeling you have to do more work and doing things and, and burning out and all of this. So is is like what is your stamina coming from having to deal with all of the mental anguish, quote unquote? So yeah, from, I, as musicians as well as going through this, and, and I like, think he gets it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> like like what like what is it? So there, yeah, I, I totally understand what you're saying. Is because no, I agree. <laughs> it's like like it's so easy to get burnt out. We're writing songs every day. We're playing shows every day. We're sending emails every day. People are constantly telling us, "No, you can't do this for this and this and this reason." Social media. Ex- oh my yeah. god. <laughs> fuck me up. I hate doing. Oh, social we brought media. that up before we. Started. I know. Yeah. I was like, social now's the time to bring like, it up. <sighs> we'll get to that. But like, it's so easy to just get bored. So uh, the, one of the ways I keep it, I, I keep it like fresh is, um, I, I have a really like close knit group of friends. So when I go to do shows or to go write songs, like I try to make sure that someone who I'm really like, I don't want to say emotionally invested in, but they're my best friends. So someone who I can be like open with is involved. And it's because if I can be Aaron without having to be songwriter comma concert promoter comma blah 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 aaron i can just be the dude it 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 kind of helps me like i don't have to be the facade i can kind of just open myself up a little bit more to just be who i actually am right so i don't have to hide behind a need to personify this ultra successful dude because there's a lot of people here who are struggling musicians and not everyone can be a full-time musician yeah 
So when you see someone who's finally bridged the gap, it, it, it can be hard to talk to them sometimes because you're like, oh my God, how did you do that? And honest to God, I lucked into it. It's like I got fired from my day job in April. Mm-hmm. I was a barista on 12 South and uh, they accidentally gave me two severance checks. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, they accidentally gave me two severance checks. Should we say this on on? Uh, eh, th- they can't get it back. The money's gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, time ago. The money's gone. Yeah, they they um gave me my first check, and they're like, "You're fired." I was like, "All right." They okay. So one, they fired me over the phone while I was alone at work, and then asked me to finish my shift. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, knowing your uh, fuck you, right? I, that was exactly my response. I was like, "Fuck you!" This is officially not my problem. Yeah, right. So, so I just I picked up my backpack and left. <laughs> I left the door open. Well, yeah. Key, keys just oh, on I the counter. couldn't do that. I'm not even mad. I couldn't not do that. Not even mad. I was just like, you I was have like, to do I was that. like, if this place gets robbed, it's officially not my problem. It's I not. don't work here. Well, that's stupid of them to do and that. That's and yeah, all and the, their fault. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, their fault. and the girl who was my manager, I got her her job there, and she recommended as I came to learn, she recommended that I be fired. What? Uh, no oh, way. Yeah. I met my maker on that one um, because they offered me the manager job, and I was like, nah, I don't want to do that. So they gave it to her. And um, she texted me later that day. She was like, did you leave in the middle of your shift? I was like, they fired me. She's like, oh, yeah. Oh, oh. I was like, <laughs> oh, was that like, makes sense. Oh, so you knew that this was going to happen. So I just I just left. And then I went and got drunk in the daytime. But nice. yeah, but they're like, oh, should. yeah. They're like, you're fired, but you can totally finish your shift today. And it's like, fuck no. I was <laughs> like, I don't work here anymore. Wow. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah, that, that fuck you mentality. You. Yeah, I forget what we were talking about, but yeah, where are we going <laughs> with that? Um, that you got two severance checks. Oh yeah, I got two severance checks. So oh, I used the first one to pay rent, and then I used the second one to really like bridge the gap into making Wait. the show that I run, Nashville Tour Stop, work. Which I wanted to get to there now. Too. Yeah, so we can get there. They gave so, you severance well, checks. Say what? They gave you severance checks at, from a bar. From uh, it, I was a, a I was a full time employee at this coffee shop. Um, but shop. the reason that oh, I got a severance huge. check was because I was uh, I was the one of two full time employees that had health insurance. Oh, so wow, yeah, they were just like they they were like, oh, we can't afford to keep you on anymore. And then they hired two people the day after I was fired. So it's like, fuck you, yeah, you can. Oh no, well no, it makes sense because they're they're gonna pay them. They're the gonna pay two seventy five or five dollars mm-hmm. yeah. and not give them health insurance. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So I made I made fourteen dollars an hour plus benefits there, wow. which was insane. It was the oh my god, it was wow. fantastic. Yeah, that's because the, their business there was so shitty. It's like there were days where me and. Uh, Chelsea, the girl who plays in the band with Kayla. Oh, okay. Yeah. We worked at this place together. That's how I met her. And it was so slow there some days where we would take turns napping on the couch because it, it faced out the window so we could both watch One Direction and we would take shifts sleeping. I love that band. Yeah. We would take... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we took shifts sleeping on the clock, so... 
If oh my god, if these people knew half the shit that I did when I worked there, I would have gotten fired away. For some reason, this reminds me of uh, what's that? <laughs> Zach and Mary make a porno, oh, yeah. like in the coffee <laughs> yeah. shop where they're just like fucking. Yep, yep. Oh. So yeah, I got fired there. I used my severance check to uh, really dive into Nashville tour stuff. And uh, sorry, what are you gonna? No, ask? no, say it. Yeah, Nashville tour stuff. Um, when I, when I started it, it was just this thing that. Well, first, sorry, what? this is gonna interject. What is the Nashville tour stop? Nashville tour stop. And at its most simplest form is a live music series that I host at a bunch of different bars in Nashville, mm-hmm. and we have just started taking it on tour. Really? Yeah, I don't know if you knew that. I didn't oh, know wow. that. Yeah, cool. so... Well, also, give a little explanation, just because a lot of, like, we do have a lot of listeners that aren't from Nashville, mm-hmm. so it, it, you said that, that's the basic gist of it, but also another way that we put it in Nashville is like a writer's round. Okay? Yeah, so... Um, in Nashville, the writer's round format is super common um, in the show format here. Every bar and every venue and every hotel and every place that has people has a writer's round, which is where people sit on the stage together and alternate playing songs. Yeah. This is so a like, very what, three to four people, three or four right? people at a time. Uh, it's a very quintessentially Nashville way of it playing is, music. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, it exists elsewhere, but very sparsely. Yeah. So Nashville tour stop doing nothing different. In at least hosting around in Nashville, we were just we got asked like me and another guy who I used to uh, we started the show together. We were in a band together. Um, we got asked to start the show south of Nashville at this little bar, and no one came. No one came. We couldn't even pay people to come play because no one <laughs> wanted to drive that far. Really? It was awful. And then the bar quit paying us, and they're like, this is a shitty idea, and they're like, you're fired. And we're like, oh, we fucking quit, you assholes. And like, <laughs> fuck so you mentality. God fuck damn, fuck this you, is a fuck you the, episode. The fuck you, ap- the fuck you mentality is all, all right up here. So I love that. It, was like, it took like three months off, and then we moved to uh, Belcourt Taps, uh, which is near Belmont and Vanderbilt here yep. in Nashville. Yeah. And um, we started as a two-hour show every Sunday from 6 to 8 o'clock. And then the show that was there from 8 to midnight got canceled. So the bar owner was instead of like, hey, so we're not going to hire another show and if you want to pick up the whole night. So I went from hosting six people a night to 24. Holy shit. Yeah, so I booked 24 people a night at Belcourt Taps. Wow. And then, like, it was, our audiences were still pretty sparse because I didn't know a ton of people. And if you don't know a ton of people, it's hard to get people to come out to shit. But as it's, like... Especially since I got that second severance check and I was able to give it 100% of my thought 100% of the time, our audiences have just exploded. It's like, yeah. I, so I track our attendance at every show and we were averaging like 30, 40 people a night and we're averaging two, 300 people a night at Belcourt Taps now. Have you, you've been to Belcourt Taps, right? No, I have not. I've been really? there, but I haven't been to your to show. To our show. Yeah, so it runs from 6 to midnight, and usually we peak at around 100 people, and the room, the inside-outside capacity there is 82 people. I was going to say, how do you fit that many people in there? You don't. I was going to say, that's it's a lot It's so crowded. So we've had crowds much bigger than that in there, but it's like, I don't know what it exactly it was about the, the feeling of the room changed, but when I was able to start giving it 100% of my time, I was able to just start getting better lineups because I could go, like... That's what I kind of call my job now is I just go watch music all the time. And I find out who the good people are. And if you bring good music, yep. 
people will come watch good music. Uh, I wish bars realized that. <laughs> they don't. They don't. They There's don't. so many bars where they just hire shitty bands so, and no one shows up. They're like, well, you should bring more people. And like, you should hire better bands. You should hire better <laughs> bands. So it, if I get more into it, Nashville Tour Stop works as a contracted talent agency. So I go out and yeah. find all of the good people and keep stats on these good people on, hey, there were this many people at this band's show. And then when X bar is like, hey, we need you to bring a funk band. And I'm like, all right, I got five funk bands right here. This is how many each of them can bring. Yeah. It's like this band is the best, but they're not going to bring the biggest audience. This band is okay. They are going to bring the biggest audience. And they're like, okay, well, let's get both of them on, and we can put the big, the okay-ish band at the end because they want to kind of peak the audience. And I was exactly. Like, so I just go out and find all of the best people in town. Cool. And these venues now, so they pay me to go find good musicians for them. That's what's happened at Alley Taps. It's like – because I don't know what goes on there when I don't go there. I know there's a couple other shows, but like, um, I very deliberately craft the best show that I can. And it's 100% because I'm going and finding the best talent Nashville has to find. We have so many people here who are so stupid talented. Oh, yeah. We stupid also have talented. a lot of people who are really, really not talented. Yep. Who are just really loud. Yeah. <laughs> so I just go and I find these people who are hard workers because if they work hard and they want to accomplish what they want to accomplish, you'll see it. You'll yeah. find it everywhere. That's that's so cool that you fell into this. How that worked out. And it is also so cool that like you know you know you're hard of hearing and your job is literally to like to listen, go listen, listen to music. Go amazing. Guys. <laughs> How amazing is well, this? Well, no, that that's is so a huge good. thing here because Nashville has this way of going about where where bad musicians get kicked out real fast yes they do but they're still you like it or not it's, it's just kind of like a it's just a reoccurring thing where people come in thinking they can do it and they're really not people good. come in really ardently thinking they're the next taylor swift and hate to break it to you taylor swift is not going anywhere you are not the next one yeah. She is as big as it will ever get. The, yes. Ever nice, get. Good point. Literally, it's, she is the biggest artist out of Nashville that will ever come here. Yeah. That's a good point. Well, it, yeah. it's just, but it's just a, an interesting thing where it's like, we, we love talking about how much talent there is here, but there's a lot of people that can't do it. And yeah. I, I still so respect people the people away. who come here for it. Yeah. They want something to happen. Yeah. What are you going to say? You had something. I was just saying, uh, the people who aren't good enough, they go away. Yeah. And I think, I, yeah, I like and that. Quickly. And it's, sometimes it's not just, there are some stupid, talented people here who are assholes. And yeah. the bottom line, is it people, even if you're talented, it's like me running my show, I don't give a shit if you are the best guitar player, if you're a dick to work with. Oh. We've, I'm not gonna book you. We have talked. We've about talked this about this so much. Really oh yeah, so much. I know a few. Those guys people disappear. Just, yep. They disappear. Yeah, because nobody wants to work with an asshole. Nobody wants to deal with a dickhead. Well, it, it's it's that 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 same not or like like the thing that you always read where it's like it, it's it's better to be the nicest guy to work with. You're gonna get more work than being the best guy because people want to work. Oh, exactly that. So a uh, good hang. That's what everybody says. Oh, yeah. I say I, I say that all the time. Hang. Yeah. Um, it's a real thing. Yeah, so I don't remember the name of Garth Brooks' guitar player. Um, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But um, 
Garth Brooks has long said, oh, I've got the money to hire the best guitar players ever. Yeah. He, of course he does. Uh, yes. But he's also like, if I'm going to go on tour for four months, I would rather hire someone who's a good hang yeah. to spend four months and, with. And being a good guitarist, but not the yeah, best guitarist. not the best guitarist. Because I would so much rather, and that's how I look at booking shows a lot of the times, because if I have to spend six hours or four hours at a venue, I want it to be with people who are fun to hang out with. Oh, for oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. So I book my lineups a lot of the time based on the, the fun that I'm going to have hanging out with these people, because I don't always play. It's yeah. not about me being on stage. That's not what Nashville Tour Stop is about. It's about putting... Cool people on stage For and sure. giving them an opportunity yeah. to do the shit that they love to do, yeah. and then invite all their friends to watch it, <laughs> and then try to make it succeed, then make money, but no big deal. No, I'm I, I'm super lucky that I get to do this shit now because I remember I've like our first show that we ever hosted, no one came. We there were there were three performers uh, that we brought, and then there was the house band, so it was me and the other guy. There was five of us, and then. Um, the bartender. So there's six people in the room. Oh no one came to watch. No one came to watch. And now we're seeing hundreds of people. Uh, but yeah, we took. We just started taking it on the road. We, so yeah, you you had mentioned that. So where, where are you going now? So we two weeks ago we took it to New York City. Why? No way. We sold cool. out New York City. We sold out New York City. How do you, City. How do, you do promotion way. for? Do you do it yourself or mm-hmm. do you like? I do it all myself. Um, yeah, so so we sold out New York City a week before the show, and then the venue was like, hey, can you put more tickets on sale? And I was like, yeah. We sold out again. (laughs) We sold out again, and it was so crowded in the venue, they were turning people away at the door. No way! It was unreal. So, Nashville Tour Stop is not just a Nashville writer's round in Nashville. We take the Nashville songwriters to these places so it's not just a, a writer's round style show in your city it is a nashville show in going your city. to new york city yes That's so, so cool. everyone who plays these shows elsewhere are from here and then they're going there and then this uh, upcoming saturday we have one in my hometown the first time i'm taking the show there in columbia missouri dude that's fucking awesome that's i awesome. didn't know that man yeah, that's so, like uh I, man I, I didn't know that either that's like Whiskey, you know, of course, you know, whiskey jam is huge mm-hmm. here. They huge. they do that too. They play in Chicago and and stuff like that. And they they're they they've been around what eight th- years? Eight years is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Ten. Uh, I'm I'm very well plugged into the uh, the ether of what's happening in town because yeah. I'm trying to figure out like what can I do to make it bigger. That's yeah. cool. That's such a that's such a cool businessman mentality. That's like so. Uh, in in we're 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 uh, in negotiations with i won't say on mic i'll tell y'all after we we've got a a famous artist who's we're we're trying to get to play and it's this point is coming up to like how much does he want oh really yeah shit yeah so i'll tell y'all awesome like i love that i i ran into him at a bar can do you pay him or does the venue pay him nashville tour stop pays him okay yeah Yeah. yeah. so um I ran into him at a bar, and all these girls were fangirling. And they're like, oh, my God, oh, my God, take my photo, take a photo, take a photo. And I ran up to him, shook his hand. I was like, what's your publicist's name? It's like, <laughs> because I knew that he's not in charge of booking his yeah, schedule. Of course, uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I got his info, and I was like, all right, we'll talk. Bye. Yeah, so. That's funny. Dude, yeah, that's cool. So it's like cool. working that's on cool. putting on a show at the Canary Have you thought of doing, now. like, booking, like, it sounds like you'd be really good at booking for like other people and stuff, or like A and R, 
something oh like i 100 percent could yeah oh yeah no like no it. pun intended i have a really good ear for good music <laughs> <laughs> uh, i know it seems like that <laughs> i got a good ear for what's good or uh, pun intended. Pun, full right. pun intended. I was going right to say, you, it seemed like you full were fully intended. intending but, to pun. <laughs> but legit curious, is it, is, it, is it what you hear or is it what you see also? It's a, it what you on, see honestly, this is a great question. It's, it's, not, it's not what I hear. It's what I see and it's what I feel. Yeah. Just because if you can tell someone is connected to the music, I can look around and see an audience connected to them. And if an audience is connected to a performance, like that's all that matters. It's because... All of those people are gonna leave and be like, "I, I have crazy. to, I have to know more about this person." Right. And every, it may not look like it. I've gone to Nashville tour stop shows and people are like, "Oh, Aaron's so drunk right now." What they don't know is I'm not drunk. I know how to play up the the like energy of the room. Yeah. And I take notes about everything that I see. It's like, oh, so and so played this song, and it was really loud, and 150 people went flatline silent to hear this song mm. and not many people can do that so when stuff like that happens i have to remember yeah and yeah. being able to put that kind of a thing um into a show and seeing that that's happening in the room i can craft a better show because as much as i would love to put okay so like four hit songwriters on the same round oh if you can get the biggest like anybody songwriters who've had number ones it may not be as good of a show as four best friends on stage together. And it's yeah. because if these four people don't know each other, they don't care that they're on. Th- it's work they're not talking, for them. And they're, they're not, not talking. They're fun. not band turning. They don't. They're there because it's work. But right. it's like me and three of my friends when we play Nashville tour stop. I put us on together once a month. Um, when we play these shows together. We're having fun on stage. We're bantering. We sing along with each other's stuff. We jam along to the songs. It's like it's an experience to get to be able to see what's happening on stage. It's because people aren't just like, oh, they're friends. They're like, oh, fuck. These guys are having a good time. I'm having a good time because they're having a good time. That is a huge indicator of what's happening. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's just when when – the artist or or the band is is like enjoying themselves and, and they are interacting with the crowd and everything. It's like yep. it's a symbiotic relationship of being like like together and and it's all to like everyone is is feeding off each other. It's that energy is feeding I, from the band from the crowd. I think that stems from the like the rock music influences mm-hmm. because the band mentality. Yeah, band band mentality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so totally. being able to craft that band mentality That's into a round together, even though it's four separate artists playing together, if they're having an entertaining time on stage, the audience is going to connect with it so much more intimately. And that's what I've started doing with these touring shows is I'm taking people who may not be the six or eight best songwriters Nashville has, but they are going to put on the best show. And that's cool. and that's what it ah, that's what it all boils down to is being able to put on a good show for people to watch, and it's like when we f- finished our show in New York, we did an encore. They called for an encore, and we're like, all right, we'll do one more. And a buddy of mine named Colin Rowe, you've probably heard him sing this song at Alley Taps. It's called No Money. Um, and probably the, 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 you, I'm, I'm <laughs> so sure you rec- yeah, it all bleeds together, right? <laughs> yeah, it does yeah I, 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 I am There's all like too into three songs I could call and be like, these are not for that. I'm like, I could remember these you songs can remember that just shit. because just, yeah. Yeah. But he's got one of those songs that regardless of the room, regardless of the audience, 
if it's the four of us on stage or like six of us who are friends on stage together, it's this magic, ineffable moment that people are like, I need more of that. I need that. So when we finished this show in New York, we finished our encore and the audience was just, one more song, one more song. And it was like, I was like, what the fuck is happening right now? Yeah. It's like, because we're used to like these listening room environments where people are sitting quietly and that's, we, they were sitting silently during it, but as soon as we finished, Freaking they the erupted. Out. That's so cool. And they're like, hey, you That's have so to come great. back. You have to play a longer show. We need a bigger venue. And it was like, oh, okay. Wow. How awesome. It's like, thank you for liking what we do. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, I feel like that's that's how i'm taking it in because it's such an interesting dynamic to to compare different cities because like here any old bar we get just oh a good writer's round and you get like eight people playing you know songs and everybody's like oh this is cool but what they want is more of a party half the time exactly it's, it's national i'm trying to bring that whiskey jam party mentality to a listening room environment but well you take that you take literally the same exact people in the same exact setting, you put it in a different city and people freak out because the the party mentality can come from the crowd yep. and having the great music they have mm-hmm. going on. It, yeah. It, it's just because Nash Nashville does have this as a negative effect of of being a known as a party yeah. place. So they Big expect the people making the the people around the the musicians the bartenders making the party. Yeah. Whereas it's like, hey, you guys are the party. We're providing music, whether it be, uh, party music, yes or no. It's, it's not. It's not. You're here for us. It's we're here for you. Yeah. Yeah. We're here for you to be entertained. Yeah, and and you should be having fun and enjoying yourself, and we play to you. And yeah, some songs aren't like happy and fun, but that's all part of it. Yep, so that's why I craft these rounds. Awesome. Like I get, I get so many emails and shit about people asking to play the show, and it's like, yeah, sure, I would love to have you, but I can't guarantee that you're going to get on soon because I really deliberately curate the shows to make sure that it's going to be the best flow. Yeah, and yeah. it's like that's your cool. songs are good, but they might not be good with these other three people. Yeah, and so I'm not going to put you on in a round where you're either one going to be overshadowed or like. You're the quietest songwriter. I'm not going to put you on with three really loud, goofy songwriters. Yeah. And I've I've made that mistake. It's a learning process. But, like, you put people on together who complement one another. And it's because if you hear 12 sad songs in a row, you're depressed. Oh. Yeah, yeah. That is the biggest It kills the night. It kills the night. Yep. You got to have mostly fun. And and that is... (laughs) I fully agree. Yep. Just I can't say anything more than yep. I agree. Yep. <laughs> I've had it too many times at the bar. Mm-hmm. Oh man. All right. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get to the third. Third act. Normally we do speed questions, but I. Ooh, that sounds fun. Well, we might do those, but I would love you, to hear you. Do you want to do something. a song? Do you want to do questions? What? Do you, we'll yeah, I'll do a you. song. So earlier you asked about millennials. Do you want to hear that one? Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, so a little story about millennials. I said I've been kicked out of bands, and I got this fuck you mentality. So I I got kicked out of my first band when I was 16, and then this past June I was playing uh, the Ganjo in this band. It's a hired gun. And um, we had this gig in Missouri, and I guarantee you know who this song was inspired by. 
Um, <laughs> this is a small town. Oh, okay. <laughs> a small town. But um, we were we had this gig up in Missouri, and um, this artist who shall remain nameless called their mom a motherfucker, and I was like, "Hey, be nice to your mom, like Jesus Christ." Yeah, yeah. And wow. this person was like, "Fuck you! You do what I tell you to do." And I was like, "What?" I was like, "Oh, child." <laughs> It was like you have no. Bitch, I was like, oh, you have no idea. So Honey. I let I let that one go. I let that one go. It's like you can wow. have that one. So we played the gig and we got off stage, and there were a whole bunch of other altercations between the beginning and the end. But um, we were trying to load up the uh, trailer at the end of the gig, and this person was like, "Motherfucker, you load the trailer when I fucking tell you." the trailer and it's like that's an overreaction and then this person threw a bottle of pepsi at me and i was like ah okay i'm done with this shit and then the next day i got a text from this person's mom saying so i think it's best for your friendship that you don't be in the band anymore and i was like ah yeah uh, so this is i hate to break it to you there's no friendship here it's all work but yeah so i got fired from that band because i'm a hard ass person and i don't take shit so yeah <laughs> uh, i got inspired by this 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 situation this, i can play millennials oh, for yeah. you play, grab that guitar do that fun fact or not <laughs> i keep doing that why how many times did you just say damn fun i don't fact? know why but i love saying that but so fun you love fact. saying fun fact well no this uh, funny thing is you were talking about don't treat your mother like that when uh, there was one time in my life i disrespected my mother I talked back to her, and then my dad gut punched me, and then just was like, "That's Don't you ever like I could talk to my dad however I wanted, and he would take it, and not not well, but he would take it. But uh, but if I ever talked back to my mother badly, he would fucking throw down. Speaking about moms and you being from Mexico, I saw the funniest fucking video today. Oh wow! Here, there we that, go. Put that up to your face, and I'll put this one over here. Oh, cool! Move, yeah, move, sure. move your, 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 your yeah. I'll come around here. You say your motorcycle? No, move your, your thing over here. As a Mexican lady, her daughter ran was running down the road, and she ran outside chasing her, and the daughter was running. She took off her chancla, a chancla and, chucked and chucked it and hit her mid-run, and it was the funniest fucking thing Dude, ever. I was like, you, no one escapes the chancla. There's, <laughs> no, there's, this, uh, there's this meme, of, like video meme, of like, uh, all it says is... Uh, Mid-Eastern and Mexican women preparing for motherhood, and it's it's a it's a shooting range, and they go down the range of like literally just like a bunch of targets, throwing chanclas, <laughs> throwing, throwing them. <laughs> it's the best thing in the world. I have to show you this though, because it's the most impressive throw you'll ever see. Oh, we're gonna watch. She that was just after. like, she was like, what? <laughs> throws it like back, <laughs> like mid run. I will say from experience, uh, uh, Latin women with chanclas are basically the most dangerous thing in the world. Give them a hatchet, they'll fuck shit up. <laughs> oh my god, I can't imagine. All right, here All right. we go. Uh, so uh, this is uh, millennials. Yeah. All right. Good this is good. Yeah. This is called. This is called millennials.
They're chill with data mining and they only talk with memes. Instagram and Twitter feeds are the only things they see. Cause all it takes is fame and being almost fully nude to get 80,000 people to look right at your shoes. Cause I know I can't be the only one who sees that they might know the alphabet and might not know how to read. But these are simply symptoms of disease. I know I can't be the only one who thinks millennials are dumb. They're always living wireless and cry when shit won't load. Let me tell you something, folks, that they will never know. Cause once upon a time you couldn't call me on the phone Because the downloads on my dial-up were really fucking slow Cause I know I can't be the only one who knows That daddy pays your credit cards and mommy picks your clothes But these are truly tragic embryos I know I can't be the only one are dumb. Alright. They don't know how to drive, and they don't know how to tip. They've never even worked a job, but they still know how to quit. They'll have to do their research, or they won't know what to say when you reference anything that happened prior to Y2K. Cause I know I can't be the only one who sees they pay for all their followers and only vape their weed But these are surely shocking guarantees I know I can't be the only one who thinks millennials are dumb Now I know what you're thinking, hey who is this little prick? What gives him the right to sit and act like such a dick? Well let me tell you some folks, something about me my parents had an accident back in 1993. It's me. My birthday's nine months after Valentine's Day, seven years after my brother. You do the math. Cause I know I can't be the only one who sucks, who thinks my generation ruins everything we touch. But here's to hoping that you don't care too much. I know I can't be the only one who thinks millennials are dumb. Now I know I'm not the only one, because I know that I'm just dumb. song so many times that every time I get yep. a laugh. I laugh. There's a that. there's a mystery verse that I don't play out very often. Uh, I don't I don't have the words of it memorized, uh-huh. but here I'll I'll bring it up and I'll I'll, I'll yes. play that for you shortly That's if you want to just hear that. Um yeah, so I woke up one night in the middle of the night and I was like, "Oh, god damn it." And I had this painstaking idea and I was like, "Oh god, I can't not write it right now." So, uh mystery verse number 5 is they'll tell you that they're country because their daddy drives a truck. They'll Netflix and they'll chill because they all just want to cuddle.
<laughs> They'll invite you over the, so that you can write a song. But be careful who you Snapchat. It's a picture of his dong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so, amazing. I'm going to try to change the verses every now and then. Try again. Oh, yeah. I got more we and more. Probably, I was going to say, that seems like a... a, 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 a there are a so many millennial song. jokes I can just put into this shit. Literally, you could constantly be evolving the song. That's Yeah, that was fantastic. Oh, it's my pleasure to get to play that song. It's the only time I've ever been recognized in public. I was at a, a big BMI, one of those rooftop events. Oh, yeah. And I was, yeah. I was just having a good time. I had myself a drink. And this really beautiful girl comes up and pats me on the shoulder. And it's like, are you Aaron? And I was like, yes. Yes, I yeah, am. Yeah. Like, You're a legendary Aaron. Yeah, I was like. One and away. And, and I was like, yes, I am. And she goes, oh, my God. You did that song, Millennials. And I was like. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, so I've been recognized in public one time because of that song. But. That that song is the one that is one of the few songs that like whenever whenever like I didn't know who the fuck you were for a long time, just, but I have heard you play a plenty of times. But every time you play that song, I was like, oh, it's that guy. It's that song with Millennial. It's that one guy. Yeah, I wrote a new song with a friend of mine uh, named Coley Kohler, and I had been wanting to write this song for a long time, but every time I took it to a co-write, I couldn't get it to come out. And it's called Study Abroad. And my I dad told abroad. my dad told me to study abroad, so I stayed at home and studied abroad. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's a great idea. That's one of my. That's it, a it, it's, a it's a fun one. That's a good one. It's a fun one. It's a fun one. All right, love well, it. Throw in some. Do a, like a few speed questions and figure you, out. You want to do speed questions? Yeah, yeah, figure out if it's gonna be too too long, and we'll we'll uh, edit out. I can help. How long do your episodes typically run? Honestly, <laughs> an hour, but we're at an hour and a half. Hour, hour, no, hour and fifteen. Granted, Billy Lee is is still the was an hour one. and forty minutes. Damn, that was edited before it was like two and a half hours. <laughs> Dude, I that was about forty five minutes. That's awesome. awesome. Started the episode early because that day was supposed to snow. Was, oh, dude, we didn't end till like ten. Yeah, we ended about it had the to same be close time we, to three hours. Oh, it was about three hours. It took us. Oh my god, hour. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that that's was, awesome though. Oh yeah, it was just we were having so much fun. I could not stop laughing. I was especially crying. Brian, <laughs> I'm gonna throw you under the bus. Yeah, thanks. Because I was, I'm gonna planning to bring this up every episode. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> because Brian at one point wanted to, to preface something, and he goes to preface this. <laughs> I said preface, preface. instead of preface. And so me and me and Billy just go wait, wait, what the fuck? And so throughout the episode, this. he would just. Talk and then he'd go, he'd go to preface. Billy kept going preface. So a friend of mine oh said God. he had he was gonna throw Kosh into the wind. Kosh. You know <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! He said he was gonna throw Kosh into the wind. Kosh and, and into I looked the at him and I was like, "What?" He's like, <laughs> I'm "Yeah, I'm gonna throw Kosh in into the wind." And I was like, "Did you mean throw caution to the wind?" And he goes. His, oh, his face just, yeah, just that he moment. sinks when, he's, <laughs> when he realized what he said. It was just so that Another one of those happened amazing. today. I was with my friend. I won't say her name, but because you know her again. But um, uh, Nicole Miller, maybe you don't know her. She she plays Nashville Tour Stop uh, quite I'm a sure bit. I'm sure I know her. You would recognize yeah. her. She's awesome. She's a fantastic singer and a wonderful songwriter. But today I was hanging out with her and I'm playing uh, guitar for her at a gig um, coming up. And... She was uh, like Kazoon height, and I was like, 
what? Kazoon height. Kazoo. Uh, Kazoo yes. height. And I was like, did you mean Gazoon height? And she goes, what? I was like, this is German, Gazoon height. And she goes, yeah, Kazoon. Oh. moment of, oh, shit. My favorite O moment was uh, I was I was at IHOP and I was sitting there and I was sitting there to preface this. To preface, to preface oh God, I hate you. <laughs> and I, I was sitting there. We were waiting to sit down, and I was looking at the at the you know the logo IHOP, and then underneath it said International House of Pancakes, and I was like. Holy shit, IHOP stands for International House of Pancakes. <laughs> I never really I thought it was just like IHOP, International House of Pancakes. Oh, cool. It's like the worst. I had one of those. Oh, I'll give you one great. of those then. Uh, so you no, know, we're going to cut this out. So I, had a, <laughs> I had a friend of mine do this. So this is a weird uh, moment where he went, you know what I learned today is that it's not a scapegoat. It's scape. It's a scapegoat. A scapegoat. Not any scapegoat. And and this is a long time ago, but he's like, yeah, it's not a scapegoat. It's a scapegoat. And I go, obviously, bro, you didn't know that. And then in my mind, I'm like, fuck, really? (laughs) Holy God. Yeah, no, literally. You're like, oh my God, I'm glad I didn't say that. My realization (laughs) came from me being like, 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 fuck you, you idiot. And I'm like, oh my God. Damn it. Oh my God. All right. Uh You know what? I think we're good. Yeah, no, no speed questions. I think we're, I, I actually feel really good about this. This was great. Oh, this was amazing. Dude, this is a great episode. Thank you so much Hell for being yeah. on. Yeah, this was a good one. We're this so happy. A lot of fun. Yeah, I fucking love stuff like this. Yes. Yep. Thank uh, you. Do you have- what else did we do? We drank and, and talked about music. Beer and, and music. And so, yeah. Loved Every it. day of my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> same. Same. Well, same. do you have anything to plug? Yeah, so... Um, if you are listening and you want to hear my music, Aaron, um, you can find me across social media platforms at the Aaron Shield. Um, my website is AaronShield.com. Um, I play in a band here in Nashville called Aaron and the Cool Dudes. Yeah, I saw that and yeah. that made me oh, laugh. That sounds I awesome. That. Yeah, people ask why we're called the Cool Dudes, and I'm like, well, uh, yeah, you know, they're, they're uh, the name implies it. Well, they're cool dudes. They're cool dudes. <laughs> that, that makes sense to me. Yeah, so we we play every now and then. We we have uh, <laughs> one know more show this year. Approve. <laughs> so all I could think of was uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger as uh, Doctor Freeze or whatever, Mister Freeze, and be like the cool dudes, the oh cool dudes. Gosh, <laughs> Freeze. can you do that? The cool dudes. We are the cool dudes. I'll do that on stage. Thank you. Yeah. Um. So that's that's my solo music. Um. Uh, if you're interested in playing Nashville Tour Stop, uh, we got NashvilleTourStop.com, and there's a contact form on there or go even just to go listen literally the best way to get a hold of me is to come to a show though yeah. it's like i i field hundreds of emails all the time people hey can i play your show can i play your show i'm like just come meet me in person yeah. let me see what your face looks like like yeah. let me put are you fa- pretty <laughs> <laughs> let me put a face to the name um nashville tour stop across social media platforms uh yeah, check us check us out online. Where we're coming to your city next year, and wherever you are, we're, we're probably That's coming there. Awesome, man. Yeah, it's it's pretty fucking cool getting to do shit like this. So congratulations. That's so cool. Yeah, uh, if you're local to Nashville and you're listening, we're we're at Belcourt Taps every Sunday night from six to midnight. So yeah, and then you play Alley nice. uh, uh, Taps. Wednesday? We we it's usually do every other Wednesday, but because of the, how the holidays have fallen. Um, Thanksgiving and stuff we're doing. We're actually there this Wednesday. Oh, thank God, because I'm bartending this Wednesday. Yeah! 
Yeah, we're there this Wednesday, and we're there on December 11th. Cool. We got a ton of shows at other venues coming up in Nashville. Though, That's so awesome. Find, well, find our website, find our lineup. Yeah. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for being yes, on. Yes, thank Guys, you. Everybody, for sure, go check uh, go go <laughs> go check out Aaron, and definitely go check out the Nashville tour stop. It is awesome. Trust me, I have seen a lot of those shows. They're yeah, really good. I got a girl's um, number because uh, she's like, I bet you can't guess that bartender's name, and it's like, I bet you. I, I remember can. that. Yeah, and oh my, my name God. was was literally on the fucking yep, board, and, and I was like, I bet it's like Don or John. No, I bet it's Johnny. It's like, is your name Johnny? You like, played yeah. it a little. Oh, I remember because I she it. she asked. I remember her asking me that. I was like, it's uh, Johnny. And, and she goes, that. Oh shit! And I was like, Can I have your number now? That's stupid. That's pretty good. I played it. <laughs> <laughs> also, Thanks, guys, man. check out our check out. I, I'm trying to lead you into it. I was going into I know, it already, I was like, but then you did this like check check out. I was trying to be like I thought you were gonna. I was I was trying to remix it. Check it out. What's it all about? As as we've already talked, social media is the worst. We're really bad at it, but we would love and appreciate you guys to give us some follows and give us like some likes, all the stuff, shares, the five star reviews. Five star. We are reviews. currently five star rated, yes. so we we're need on more Yelp. of those. Are we on Yelp? No, we're on uh, no on the <laughs> Apple Music. Yelp. This restaurant These was terrible. These motherfuckers had no food at they all. They didn't serve me anything. No <laughs> the waiters were drunk. <laughs> <laughs> they would have stopped talking. God. <laughs> no, we really appreciate those things. It helps, and and we are currently uh, like cultivating the the our our uh, cultivating. We are planning. <laughs> uh, why am I talking? Preface. Preface. We're currently planning the live show uh, that is going to be a thing that happens, and we would love for people to be there. We're going to announce have it. You, have you figured out a venue for it yet? No, but I, I can't have, wait to. Come I've watch. already been seeing some sending some emails, so don't you worry. I can't Ooh, come, I can't really? come watch. Oh, I'm so excited. We've been teasing it the past few episodes. Literally the last episode, but I'm hoping by January. Probably be for my birthday. Yeah, oh, gonna be a birthday show, a birthday bash. Actually, I'm gonna say that's send, how you uh, convince people to come. Uh, we birthday. need to that's get true. new. Uh, Shirts. So as Koozies. part of it, no, no, no. As part of it, I want to get another thing logo. from the another logo to be able to post on on our uh, uh, website. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna... <laughs> Shut up! A list of words. <laughs> Website. Table. <laughs> Wall. Porcupine. <laughs> Dog. It's like the worst Mad Lib ever. <laughs> to post on penis. Purple. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, fine. Fuck it. Whatever. Fuck all of you guys. Hey, you know what? You know what? You can't drink at school, but you know where you can drink? At home. <laughs> <laughs> With us. You can. But also... We don't blow the roof at our parties, but we tear up them floors. Yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs>